My name is Lexi. I'm a music artist and producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. To book studio time or get help with production and development, follow me on social media at LexiATL, email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, or text at 404-692-1299 or go to my website at LexiATL.com. Right now, you are tuned into my podcast, Lex Chat. This is a show dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL to be part of the conversation or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL where you can make a monthly pledge. Every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more of this valuable content for you. This week on Lex Chat, welcome back, welcome back. I want to keep it light. This is going to be the first episode back from the two-month break that I took. So I just want to let you all know what I've been up to and I want to get into some of the topics we've missed since being on break. Some of those topics being the emergence and success of Ice Spice and Sexy Red, YSL, the whole label getting locked up and snitching and plea deals and blah, blah, blah. I think I want to get into the Hollywood strike and what it might mean for the music business. I want to get more into the conversation on AI, how it could affect film and music, and maybe even do a little Q&A. So anybody who's tuned in live, feel free to throw some topics at me. And this is just going to be a light episode welcoming back and getting back into the groove of Lex Chat. So stay tuned to get into the conversation after these messages. So my album, Love Reset, is finally everywhere and you can check it out on all streaming platforms. The song that you're hearing right now is one of my songs called Too Many Times. Let me know what you think. So we are back with Lex Chat. Uh, before we kick off the show, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors. Shout out to Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. If you're tuning in and you want to support, you want to become a patron of mine, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL and pledging a monthly amount that will truly help me to stay a creative and stay creating valuable content for you all. If you would like to become a sponsor of Lex Chat in other ways, as far as advertising your services or products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. You can send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com or send a text to 404-692-1299. 
thank you to all of my supporters and sponsors now usually i would go into like my announcements and you know let you know about events that are coming on we're gonna do all that but you know today is a light-hearted episode anybody who's tuned in on instagram live right now feel free to throw some topics out i do have a few things that i want to get into but yeah um what's been going on with lexi what's been going on with me i have been away from lex chat for a long time which i apologize i never really intended to take a break but once I was kind of thrown off of my schedule, I kind of just went ahead and decided, okay, let me take a break. It's okay to take a break. Everything will be fine. And I was tired anyway. I do a lot, if y'all don't know. Um, I do a lot of things. I just don't talk a lot about everything that I do. But those of you who follow me and those of you who know me personally, you know that I got kind of got a lot going on. Um, I'm never too busy to schedule things. Things just have to be scheduled, right? So what's been going on with Lexi? Back in May, I wrapped up working on a movie set. I was a sound mixer, on-set sound mixer, and second boom when they needed me to be. But my main job was being an on-set sound mixer for a feature-length film. And so we were recording that, we were doing that in production from April, mid-April until the end of April. Yeah, it was about two, two and a half weeks of production that I was on. So that took a lot of time. I mean, that didn't stop Lex Chat because I still did it on Saturdays. But then I did another sound job on May 3rd for Ally Financial as a sound mixer and boom operator. That one was much easier though. And um, after that, like a week later, I had another sound job in Nashville, Tennessee, where I went to a beer convention and I was the sound mixer, on-site sound mixer for it's this podcast called bitch beer podcast and she's turning it into how much can i say she's turning it into a show like a tv show so we were in nashville covering the convention it was craft brewers conference a conference for people who make beer and people who are really into beer and so that took up um a few days like a week in nashville really like three or four days, but it took up like a week of my time getting equipment, preparing my equipment, and then being on site for three days and then traveling back. But all of those were great experiences. I've been wanting to get into the movies for a while. And, um, yeah, one of my friends put in a good word for me and I was basically trained on the spot for that film that I did and learned everything I needed to learn. The boom operator came in clutch, shout out to Yardi, because he really taught me. Like I've done audio for film, but it's literally been years since I've had to do it. So I didn't know, I didn't know the updated technology that's being utilized in film, right? So yeah, all of these experiences were really good. The pay is amazing in film when it comes to sound people, oh my gosh, it's so much better than being an audio engineer in a recording studio. 
what I make, it would take me three months to give y'all some perspective. It would take three months of working in the studio to make what I make on set. If you're going to be up here, you can't be acting like this. Nope. If you're going to be up here, you can't act like that. She acting like she run things. Girl. I'm sorry. Got to grab her by the scruff when she not acting right. Anyway, you can be up here, but don't act crazy. You rustling my papers around. You're doing too much. Anyway. All right. She's leaving. So, yeah. For perspective, and she scratched up my mat. Ugh. For perspective, it would take three months for me to make what I made in two and a half weeks on that feature film set. So, yeah. Needless to say, I'm trying to get more into the film side. I don't know what this is. But anyway... And yeah, um, it would take me two weeks to make what I made in one day for that shoot that I did in um, for Ally Financial. And it would take me like a month to make what I make from three days in Nashville. So very blessed, very fortunate to have been able to do the film stuff. And it's changed me forever. Now I have to kind of switch gears a little bit and invest in the audio for film side. The equipment... The job is the same, but the equipment is different and it is expensive. I kind of like crunched the numbers of the gear that I was renting for the feature film. Well, I rented all the same gear actually. So I was crunching numbers to see how much it would cost me to get this gear. And we're talking at least six to $8,000, up to $10,000 for that gear. So maybe I'll be able to buy the gear for myself um, when tax time comes back around or if I have really great months through the end of this year, then I'll have a little extra money to be able to spend on those expenses. But yeah, film industry money is great, which is so unfortunate because Hollywood is on strike right now. Just as soon as I was getting into the film side of things. I mean, I talked with some of my film friends and some of my friends from school who are doing more things on the film side and you know there is basically like you know we're just not doing scripted things so you'll probably see an uptick in reality tv and game show and competition type shows but something that doesn't need a lot of scripting that's mainly what I could get into and so that gives me a little bit of hope but it's just like man as soon as I was getting excited about kind of jumping ship a little bit I start to see the cons of being involved in the film industry. And I didn't realize, like I didn't know much about SAG and AFTRA because I don't think I work enough to qualify to be a part of those unions anyway. But I didn't realize that they actually negotiate their contracts every three years. So these strikes are, it's like when the government is trying to not shut down and they can't agree on a budget. That's basically what happens in Hollywood. There's this threat of a shutdown of the industry and that's what's going on right now. I'm gonna do the best I can. I didn't write this down in my notes, but I'm gonna do the best I can to give y'all a little recap of what's going on in Hollywood. For anyone who's not been keeping up with it or who doesn't really know much about it, this is my understanding about what's happening in Hollywood. So 
SAG and AFTRA are on strike right now. SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. Hold on. Let me see. SAG Union. Can you give me... Yeah, Screen Actors Guild. And then AFTRA is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So basically what's happening is, you know, the writers are not being paid enough. And so they've gone on strike. And the actors are... Did I say writers? The writers are not being paid enough, so they went on strike first. And then the actors joined them because they're not being paid properly. Now, the thing that I think people get confused with this whole topic is they are under the impression that the big name movie stars are the ones who are striking and petitioning for more money. But y'all are forgetting about the smaller roles that it's actually even more important. Like it wouldn't be a believable movie without these smaller roles. So we're talking like the small speaking roles and we're talking about like background actors. So apparently aside from not being paid enough, so let's get into that. Not being paid enough back when network television was more of the thing and it wasn't so much streaming, right? Like people had cable and network television that they were tuning into actors would be paid with residual checks. So you get paid for the work that you're doing while you're on set and you're filming. But then every time that show is being re-aired, you get a residual check. And those residuals, I think it was, let me see. I don't know the percentages exactly, but let's just say that you were paid $50,000 to write something. So your first residual check from the screening of that TV show or movie that was on cable, you would be paid like $25,000. And then from there, every time there's a rerun of it, you get like half of that, half of that, half of that. So half of 25 is what? 12, 50, and then six, six, 50, six, 25. And then half of that, half of that. So your checks gradually get smaller, but you have a bigger, a bigger payout that you're able to live off of. However, since streaming has taken over, you were able to, they were able to track the metrics and the engagement of people and the viewership on cable network TV. Right. But when it came to streaming, there was no transparency about how the payout structure was going to work. And there, you can't really, there is no such thing as a rerun when it comes to like a Hulu or Netflix or Disney plus it's only really how long that particular platform is hosting that license or paying for that licensing for that piece of content to be on there. But when that piece of content is on there, they're not able to track like, okay, as a result of having this movie or this show on this platform, are you gaining more viewers? Are you gaining more subscribers? Um, what's the watch time on this? And they're not breaking the numbers down. There's like no easy way to break that down and they can't break it down because apparently the platforms don't give transparency to tell how the residuals will be worked out when it comes to streaming. So somebody might be paid a one-time fee. I think someone said like they were paid what would have gotten them like 20 something thousand dollars in the past they get paid to do that job one time, $2,500, and then it goes up on streaming immediately. And yeah, that's just not a sustainable like payout source, right? So that's one thing. 
And then I was watching something on YouTube and I forget the actor's name, but he's the guy who does like the born ultimatum. Um, and he was saying that, you know, the reason why this is such a big issue is because the platforms kind of dictate like what kind of movies can even be made. Right. So there was a good point that this YouTuber made. And actually, let me see if I can bring up, cause I do have my laptop in front of me. So her name is Nissy. Oh, I ain't got no internet. Hold up. Her name is Nissy. Nissy.social on YouTube. And it's her video, Woke Hollywood is Dying and They Deserve It. So she put up a clip of this actor and he was on an episode of like Hot Ones or something. And basically he was saying that, you know, there used to be like one, there used to be like two main pushes for actors getting paid, right? You get paid from the actual box office success. And then if you didn't make enough in the box office, like while the while the film was in theaters, then you can make enough off of the sale of the DVDs. And that would be like a second push to meet the requirements of whatever budget was spent, right? But since streaming came out, there's no push for DVD. And so there is no second wave of payouts happening when these movies are being made. So if a movie didn't do too hot in the box office, they could push for more marketing and make it successful on the DVD side. But since everything is going has gone to streaming, people are not going to pay $20 for a DVD when they're only paying eight to $20 for a streaming service. And they're getting access to over thousands of titles on these streaming services, right? So yeah, if a movie bombs in the box office or if it's not projected to do well in theaters, which a lot of movies have not been doing well, then it's automatically going to go to streaming. They might not even bother putting it in theaters or what happened with Disney is they would put up a movie in theaters, but also put it on Disney Plus and you would pay a one time fee to watch it on Disney Plus to see it early or something. But then if you just wait a couple of weeks, then you'll be able to see it for free anyway, because it'll be on the platform that you're only paying eight to twenty dollars for so yeah there's that there's the payout thing i'm very long-winded on this there's also the issue of ai ai has entered the conversation so there's a thing where i guess the industry wants to scan actors and all of their ranges of emotions and movements and performance and essentially the studio would own that actor's likeness forever for all eternity on earth and throughout the universe, you know, contract talk. And the actor or the talent would only be paid for one day's of work for actually sitting down and doing all the scans and going through all of the expressions and all of those things. But then after that, they're not being paid for their likeness being used. So essentially it's like, you know how a, a movie might be licensed to different networks? Well, I thought, I think it makes sense for the likenesses to be licensed to different films, but these studios are not trying to pay actors for their likenesses, for the use of their likenesses. So there's that debate as well. And um, if you want more context or like more understanding on this, then I highly recommend that you go to Netflix and watch the Black Mirror episode. It's called Joan is Awful. And this is exactly what they're fighting for. So yeah, Hollywood has been striking since May and it's been getting more intense and something came out where one Hollywood CEO said that basically they were going to starve people out 
and make this strike go on so long that people start losing their homes, their their apartments, their cars, not able to feed their families. And that's really fueling and fanning the fire. So a lot going on. And I think this is a very, a very important thing for people in music to pay attention to because music is worse than film, I feel like. Like when I got onto the movie set, the way that we're paid is so much better than the experience that I have fighting to get paid for anything I do in music. When it comes to, it's not as bad being an engineer because that's a pretty upfront thing, right? But when it comes to me as a songwriter or to some of you who may be producers out there, people really don't wanna pay a fee and backend. And I don't understand why, because they really expect you to like be able to wait two years for the song to maybe be successful, right? So you might do a song, right? And it takes these labels six months to two years to put out a song and then you don't even know what kind of marketing it's going to have you don't really know the success of the artist so they're trying to basically get you to sign on to believing in this artist enough to not be paid an upfront fee and wait for your back end points to like your royalties basically our a music royalty is equal to like a film residual that's how i like to think of it but they basically want you to wait until you get these royalties that may or may not come out. And if they do come out, it's going to take two years to start getting paid from it. And so, yeah, a lot of people will not want to pay the producer up front. A lot of people don't want to pay me as a songwriter up front. And then people don't want to pay more for my hourly if I'm acting as the engineer and the songwriter and the vocal coach all in the same session. So I think this is important for us to pay attention to the Hollywood strike because this could be the groundwork for what we in music can do if we decide to unionize or if we decide to start doing better with the payout structure as it pertains to streaming because streaming honestly has messed up everything for the entertainment industry and whereas you would buy an artist's individual album now all you have to do is pay $10 a month to a music streaming platform and people have access to billions of songs. And while that is great for accessibility for the listeners, it's not great for the artist because the artist is getting screwed at the end of it all, right? The labels I just learned, I have to do more research and this is going to be like an extended episode of Lex Chat. We're going to get into streaming and royalty and how that affects artists, but I read somewhere or I heard somewhere that the streaming platforms don't even make that much money. Like Spotify apparently has never turned a profit, but the people or the entities that are benefiting the most from streaming is actually the labels and they're making the most money and they're keeping the biggest cut of the funds coming from streaming. But artists are making like a 10th of a penny on streams. And I really want to get into how the pay structure has changed. It used to be 9.1 cents per sold unit when it came to albums. And now they flipped the numbers, like however many streams equals one, I think it's like 2,500 streams equals one album or something like that, which is crazy to me, but whatever. And it's basically like this whole culture of trying to get artists to go into streaming more and getting artists away from ownership, getting everybody away from ownership and really pushing us more towards like a, like a renting or more like a, 
subscription based subscriptions have really taken off ever since pandemic, especially everybody wants to have some kind of subscription. Even when it comes to me as a creator, I'm trying to get people to subscribe to my Patreon to give me like a monthly allowance that will kind of give me more stability. So I know what I'll make, but yeah, it's just been really hard to get people to buy directly from the artist. And I think we need to watch the film industry to see like, is it ever going to be possible for music to get a union on the level that Hollywood has SAG and AFTRA? Are we ever going to be able to get paid equally for streams? Like somebody said we should get a dollar per stream and maybe, maybe not that much, but dang, can we at least get, let me see. I want to do a little bit of math real quick. So let's say, let me get my calculator on my other computer. You used to get 9.1 cent per album when you sold an album, right? Um, let's say an album is like $20. Let me divide 9.1 divided by $20 times 100. That's not right. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Here it is. 0 0.091. <laughs> divided by $20 equals that times 100. That's basically like half of a percent. So 0.45%, we'll just say 0.5% of a sale. So if I sold my album times 0.05, that would be $1 per album. So then if I sold 100 albums, I would get $100, right? I'm thinking, what if, what if we could at least get 50 cents per stream, right? So then if I had a thousand streams and I multiply that by 50 cents, that would be $500. Or even if we did 25 cents, what if I got 1000 streams and 25 cents per stream, that would be $250. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if we could get 10 cents per stream? It doesn't even have to be a crazy hike in the payout price, right? If we could just get like 10 cents per stream, maybe even if we could just get a penny per stream, how much is that? If I did 1000 times a penny, that would be 10, 000, that would be $10 per every thousand streams. I would want 25 cents at least, that would be nice. But yeah, if we could just get 25 cents per stream or 10 cents per stream really would be great, then we wouldn't have to, but even though that's still crazy, your song was listened to a thousand times. Anyway, I think that we as music artists and music industry professionals, those of us involved in the music industry, we should pay close attention to what's happening with film because film and audio are like this, right? Film and audio are like this. So Cookies Water says, I need 50. You need 50%? I would normally agree, but the platform that's hosting all the, mu all the music, they need their funds to be able to run the platform and to pay their employees. So I can understand why artists would not get 50% of all the revenue. Now, I think it's always better if you can get people to buy from you directly, but even to be able to do that, you either got to get physical CDs and sell it out the back of your trunk, like, you know, like the old school used to do, 
or you got to host your own website or you can have, actually, maybe it might not be that much. You can even have people cash app you some money and then you send your music to their email and that would be a direct to consumer sale, right? But I think we in the music need to pay close attention to what's happening in the film industry because film and audio have always been like this. There is no movie without sound, right? And so we need to pay attention to how this affects their industry because it could be a blueprint for how we can make the music industry better. It's a lot of BS in the industry and it's a lot of fighting for money and just like with Hollywood, the higher ups in corporate, they get paid the most money, but they're never trying to pay out the people who are putting in the most work and working every day and hustling for this. Right. So I think we should pay really close attention. I feel like I've rattled, I've rambled enough about this topic. I kind of want to go on to something else. Speaking of music, right? Speaking of music. Something else that I did while I was on break from Lex Chat is I released my album, Cookies Water. Yeah, music videos won't be a hit without it. So not just music videos. I don't want you to think in terms of that. I'm talking in in anything really. Nothing happens without sound. Movies need sound. Movies need dialogue. Movies need... Um, Wow, he's taking forever to call. Movies need sound. Movies need dialogue. Movies need, um, they need the music. There's so much that goes into sound, right? And I actually, I have to take a short break and come back because I have to take this call. Okay, so we're back. I had to take a phone call really quickly. So that's why I had to get off really quick and take a little break. So yeah wrapped up on the Hollywood strike and how that could affect music in the future and how we addressed our payout structure. So what's up, Taylor? Great. Now I want to get into my album. So something else that I did while I was on break from Lex chat is I released an album and love reset came out July 4th. It's my second album. I actually released my first one in 2019 this album was completely produced by Maurice Beats and everything was written, engineered, mixed and mastered by me, Lexi. So I want to congratulate myself and I want to thank everybody who supported, um, who is still supporting and y'all bought the album or you pre-saved it to your playlist or you bought merch. Um, if you ordered... I think last week was like my cutoff. If you ordered before last week, then your physical copy is on the way in the mail. So there is that. But yeah, um, I'd already had a lot of the songs written, but taking the break from Lex chat because I was getting really tired doing a lot of things. Thank you so much, Tater Great. Yes, LexiATL.com. You'll be able to buy it from there. And I got my supplies up, so the shipping should not take as long. Those first orders, I waited to see how many people, you know, ordered. But now the shipments are on the way. Shipments should take maybe like a week or two, probably two weeks. I think about two weeks is the production time. But thank you so much. Please, please go get it. Thank you for the support. But yeah, um, taking a break from Lex Chat was good. Um, I mentioned earlier that I do a lot of things and... 
after the movie stuff wrapped, I was kind of getting tired. And honestly, because the pay was so good working on the movie set, it made me dislike engineering a little bit because it's like, man, I work my ass off. I'm gonna go ahead and curse. I work my ass off to barely get by when it comes to engineering alone okay so that's why i appreciate when y'all buy the music directly i appreciate when you become patrons i appreciate when you buy the merch i appreciate it because it really does help now thankfully i'm pretty good with money and i'm pretty disciplined with my money so whatever i'm bringing in i make it work but when i got that movie money and i'm telling you i made three to four months worth of my usual wages I made that in two and a half weeks. Yeah, I stopped like an engineer and I'm like, yo, I'm doing something wrong. I've been working too hard this whole time because the work on set and the work for the interview that I did for that one day shoot and then the work that I did in Nashville, easy. And it was fun, I guess, because I'm in new locations and all of that. But I don't want to ramble too much. All of that to say the break from Lex chat was needed because I was tired and it was time for me to focus on me. Part of the purpose of Lex Chat is to help educate up and coming artists as well as artists who are in the industry is to keep conversations going amongst ourselves so that we are getting better and developing as artists. So that's, it's for me, but it's just as much for everybody else as it is for me. And pouring so much into that really took its toll. I made the decision to take a break from that because I wanted to give my music the proper attention. I spend a lot of time pouring into other people. So I didn't feel bad about the break from Lex Chat because I was working on my music. And the result is Maurice Beats and I released an album called Love Reset by Lexi. So yeah, I, the great thing about working on the movie sets because I had so much bonus pay from making so much, you know, I was able to pay for my photo shoot and get my hair done. I don't think I asked all the resources that I could have to, to make it happen, but I was finally able to afford a photo shoot. Um, something that y'all should know when you're doing a photo shoot or a video shoot, it's never just the cost of the photographer. It's never just the cost of the videographer, especially as a woman. I have to make sure my hair is done. I gotta make sure that I'm groomed properly. I gotta make sure my makeup is done. I gotta make sure I have the right outfit. I gotta make sure my nails, hair, makeup, outfit, shoes, on point. And it all has to be done in the same timeline to be ready for this one or two hour photo shoot. So it's a big deal. I think that photo shoot was like, it cost me like $500 total, which is a lot. Um, not to put y'all too much in my financial business, but it is a lot. It's a lot to deal with. But after the movie, I took some of that extra money, put it into the photo shoot and yeah, got the cover art together. I'm very creative with my money. So I did the cover art myself. I did the back art myself. I did the thank you insert. Those of you who get the physical album, you're going to see all of this. It's, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. I'm very proud of myself. And the reason why I wanted to also do a physical album with it is because I miss when I was excited about music. And I was most excited about music when CD sales were still a thing. Being able to go into a store and physically hold a copy of music in your hand and then you open it up and my album is not this detailed yet because it's 
pretty expensive to do all of this stuff, but you would open up an album and there would be the booklet, the insert. You open up the insert and it tells you the credits, who wrote the song, who produced the song, who's singing and performing the song, who did background vocals, who engineered, who mixed, who mastered, what were the names of those studios, where are those studios located? And it was just, and some of them even had the lyrics typed out for you in these booklets. Eventually, I think my next project, I'll look into how I can get into all of that. But yeah, I just wanted a little piece of that. And so I decided to go for physical copies and Maurice, he gave me the link to the place that prints CDs for cheap because everywhere that I was looking, you have to get a minimum of 100 CDs and that's easily $300. And I didn't know how many people were going to buy the physical. So I didn't want to commit to $300 that I didn't have already, you know, so Tay the Gray said, damn, your album, fa. Thank you. Thank you. It is great. It's great. It's a great collection of songs, if I do say so myself. There are 15 tracks total. And of those 15 tracks, there are 12 songs. Um, Too Many Times, Who You Love, This Is The Part Where. There's options. Let me actually get a list of the songs. Hold on. I don't know it off the top of my head and I don't want to do it injustice by not naming all of them. So the first one is a little excerpt, Etta James's voice. It's called Roller Coasters. And then Too Many Times, Who You Love, This Is The Part Where, Strange Case, Options. There's an interlude with Alicia Keys's voice called Golden Child. There's Tell Me Interlude. There's Real Love, Lovers In This War, It's You, Miranda, Make It Home, Get What You Deserve, excerpt by Maya. And then It's A Good Day, We Outside, featuring I Wordplay. So it's just 15 songs. I'm very proud of myself. It's been, I haven't released anything since 2019. So what is that, four years? Very long time coming. And yeah, I really took the time to, I had to put myself on a schedule to finish the album. For some reason, I just don't do well with, dates and I get I feel a lot of pressure in my chest when I'm stressing about something or anxious about something and that's not something I'm used to experiencing but there's just a lot of anxiety around doing certain things these days but I pushed through it put myself on a schedule and actually because I was on set for the movie for so long I stopped getting calls to do sessions at the studio so things were very slow for me but I wasn't necessarily tripping because like I said the money from the movie on point and I felt comfortable I felt comfortable taking a little break. I thought, I think I deserved it. So I took that break and I used that time to focus on my music. You know, let me tweak up the songs that were intended for this album or songs that I'm considering for the album. Let me finish writing songs that I'm considering for the album. Let me write new songs that I want to put on the album. I even got to explore doing a feature. And like I said, explore doing the photo shoot. I dug in and did the cover art myself. I did these promo things where after I did my photo shoot, luckily I had the sound equipment from the movie. I was very happy about that. I used that mixer and I used the boom mic and the lavaliers to create the um, the little song promos. I did like one minute explanations of each of my songs for my for my social media. And then I did a little interview of myself where it's like a it's like less than 15 minutes. I think it's a 13 minute thing. It's behind the album Love Reset with Lexi. And just me talking about the album. And I was able to do that for myself. And I edited those and I put it together and I got all the album art together. 
and I made these press releases where I wrote out explanations of the songs and inspiration behind those. I deleted everything, well, I didn't delete, I archived everything on my social media page and I put everything in a grid format. I did a giveaway. I don't know if any of y'all remember, but I was giving away $5 a day, $5 trivia. So the first person to give me the correct answer to the trivia questions I was asking, I was giving out $25 a week and that lasted for like six weeks five or six weeks. I think I did six. I think I did five weeks, $125. Yeah. So it was fun and it was keeping y'all engaged. Um, I want to say probably official Mr. Flat shows won the most money from me. And I think child MC got a couple of them. Um, there were a few other people who won. I'll have to look back at my Lex chat notes, but yeah, thank y'all for participating in that. That was a lot of fun. And be on the lookout for more giveaways. I want to give y'all money. I want to give back, especially since some of y'all out there do such a great job of supporting me. So, you know, uh, what is it? Mr. Flat Shows, I'm gonna use him as an example. It's $5 a month he is as a patron, right? He got at least $40 from me for participating in that giveaway. So that paid for the Patreon and, you know, probably a little extra so he could pay for for himself to get some lunch or something. So I really, I enjoy giving back. I really do. The album, putting it together and then coming up with a rollout and a plan with Maurice. It's been a great experience for me and it's made me feel like an artist again. Because like I said earlier, I put so much energy into everybody else that I barely put any time into myself, which is really my fault. But also at the same time, I have to pay my bills, so I have to kind of put people ahead of myself. It felt good to not work for a couple of weeks and to just focus on me. So, yeah, that was the album. That was the album. What else do I want to talk about? Because I don't want this to run on for too long. We're already at 40-something minutes right now. So, work, took a break from the podcast, focused on the album. Now I'm in album promo mode, so here's what I'm doing, right? (laughs) It's going to take a very long time, but I'm going to get it done. There's over 6,200 people who follow me on Instagram, right? There is no reason why I cannot get 20 sales, just 20. The album is $20, 25. If you add shipping, it's just $20. If I can get 20 people, 20 times 20, that's $400. There's got to be 20 people of those 6,200 something people or 6,300 something. There's got to be 20 people who would buy the album. So I'm going through every last one of my followers and I'm reaching out to y'all directly asking if you will buy it. And a simple game of numbers has to lead me to 20 sales of my physical album of direct sales to customers, right? It has to. So I've been scrubbing through my social media and looking for, you know, emails, phone numbers, or just sending people DMs asking if they would consider buying the album. No pressure or nothing. Like a slick little, a slick little explanation of what the album is. And like, hey, if you could support, that would be great. But yeah, so I'm in album promo mode and I'm just working. And it's, it's taken off so much stress for me that I was feeling because I was getting to a point where I was very frustrated having to pour into everyone else. So me being able to pour back into myself felt really good. And now I have a goal that I can stick to and I'm not feeling bad about working in the studio as much 
because I know my purpose for myself. So work is work, but then I know when I'm not working, I can work on the promo of the album. So I've been, I've been in a good space mentally. I was thrown off a little bit after working on the movie, honestly, because just feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting older. I should be elevating to a new level. I'm very uncomfortable because there's about to be a shift. And I don't know what that shift is going to look like. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I feel a change coming. I'm uncomfortable. When I'm uncomfortable, that means something, something is on its way. So yeah, let's see. So what can we expect for future episodes of Lex Chat? Looking at my notes here, I asked some of y'all like, what topics should we get into for these new episodes coming up of Lex Chat? And, um... Some of y'all, these are just a few copyrights, how to get paid in music, my thoughts on the actors and writer strikes. We already talked about that, but I'll get into deeper dives on that. And then a deeper dive into artificial intelligence and how that's affecting film and audio industries. And so, yeah, if y'all have any other topics you want me to cover, please let me know. And I'm acting as the producer of my show, so I gotta I gotta get all these topics together and flesh out the episodes, but I'm excited to do so. I think um, this is gonna be a great new season of Lex Chat. Lex Chat was meant to be a continuous thing, but I realized I wasn't giving myself any breaks, so this past two months of a break has been really good. Um, so yeah, but if you have any suggestions on topics, then please let me know, and I would like to see if I can flesh that out as an episode on Lex Chat. So yeah, other topics that I want to get into. Mm, I missed a lot of things. I already talked about the Hollywood strike. I already talked about AI a little bit. If anyone who's tuned in live, if you have any questions for me, then I'll probably stay on for another 10, 15 minutes to answer those questions. Um, yeah, probably stay on for a little bit to answer some questions. A lot happened though. There's been, Ice Spice has really been taking off as an artist. The BET Awards, it was a hip hop themed award show because, you know, we celebrated 50 years of hip hop. Ooh, let me put that on here. 50 years. I can type so much faster if it's just 50 years of hip hop. BET Awards, award show. It was very ratchet this year, y'all. It was very ratchet this year. Um, Like I said, Ice Spice is moving up. Sexy Red is a thing. I'm not trying to talk about nobody. But she, when you say booty hole brown girl, that's what people know her as. And uh, so, yeah, that's becoming a thing. I saw Krishan... She was pregnant and twerking at the BET Awards. That was interesting. They put Bobby Jones right next to all of that. So it's just seeing the clips on Twitter. Twitter has been a cool place for me. Um, I was never into Twitter like that, but now I'm finally, like my algorithm is finally working in a way where I'm in conversations that I actually care about. So I'm getting a lot of questions about music related things so actually let me see let me get onto my own twitter and see am i logged in oh it comes up as x officially 
Ew, I have to log back in? Are you kidding? Whew, what is my password? Mm, I don't know. I hope that's it. Is that it? Oh, it's X now. So stupid. Let me go to my bookmarks. I want to read some of the questions that I have and some of the, because this is going to lead to some topics that I want to get into for Lex chat as well. So producers, I just saved this. This is from July 22nd. This is producers and other songwriters, the people who actually make the music, make the least amount of money off of music in 2023. And it's a picture and it says, this puts things into perspective. Here are the facts. In 2022, the global recorded music industry earned $26.2 billion in revenue and 65% of that came from streaming. Songwriters contributed to that success. It's hard for many songwriters to make a livable wage from the songs they write. Songwriters make 15.1% of total streaming revenue in the U.S., while record labels make 52% to 57%. And digital streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple, etc., they make 279 to 32.9% of the total streaming revenue in the U.S. So that's going to be a topic for sure. Somebody else put... The hardest part of putting out music has become thinking of a rollout. I find it redundant to just do performance videos over and over, hoping one goes viral. What are some of the things you guys do to prepare a song for rollout? So I want to get into the rollout conversation because I did, I did do a rollout for my album and it's my first time really doing any kind of legit rollout for my music. Oh, another one I want to talk about. Y'all asking why G Herbo would do wire fraud. These rappers are not rich like y'all think they are. A lot of them aren't clearing the money they portray online. That's another topic I want to get into. Another one, I want to bring on some of my producer friends, my, my professional producer friends. This one says, friendly reminder that we are not actually buying and selling beats. We are buying and selling licenses to use them. It's important to make and understand this distinction. So a lot of cool topics that I want to get into. And Twitter has been a great resource for giving me ideas on what should I be talking about? You know, I want this to be more interactive, like Lex Chat to be more interactive with the people who listen and follow. But I find that I've been leaning on the same five people. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. Although I do want to cater the content to the people who are actually supporting. But I also want to make sure I'm doing my part to go out and search for topics. So those are that's like a snapshot of the kinds of topics I want to get into. Those are like bookmarked things that I put on Twitter now known as X black Twitter would say that it's Malcolm X Twitter now. Uh, but anyway, so those are some of the things to look forward to. If you have any ideas for me, there are any topics that you want me to, you know, get into on Lex chat for this upcoming season for this year of Lex chat. Then let me know something else that I wanted to mention before I get off of here that I was actually supposed to mention in the beginning is that I want to do, or did I talk about it? I don't remember. I want to do coffee dates, like creative coffee dates. And I'm trying, should I be CCD or CDC coffee dates for 
creatives, you know? I think the CDC would be cool because it's like a, whoa, what is that? It's not the Center for Disease Control. It's Coffee Date for Creatives. I think that would be dope where I think I'll plan that for maybe the middle of August or the end of August. And then I want to do a We Outside workout. I am a certified personal trainer and nutritionist. I have not been leaning into my certifications. So I want to do a We Outside workout where I'm inviting everyone to come out and we work out outdoors. Of course, I will be your coach. I will be leading you. Official Mr. Flat Shoals says, I got singles dropping soon. Would like you to review those. Send them my way, man. Send them my way. Shawty's singing my way. Make it sound good for me. I know I just remixed. Send it over my way. Yeah. Um, official, official Mr. Flat Show says future mentioning Sierra in his latest song can be a topic as well. Ooh, he's so bitter, isn't he? He's so bitter. I'm gonna add that to my list. Oh, that could be a hot take. Future mentioning Sierra in his latest song. He's, I'm gonna put in my parentheses, he sounds like a bitter baby daddy. He sounds like a bitter baby daddy. Another man is helping to raise your son and you jealous? You mad? But this is the problem with having multiple kids out of wedlock. It doesn't matter that you have a lot of money. If you're not there to physically invest in your kids, that means time, then you're not leaving behind a legacy. You're leaving behind a slew of broken homes. And I feel very strongly about this, especially as a woman, because I'm not giving, I'm not giving children to a man who's not going to contribute to their success so yeah um what's up dj savant what's up maurice so there were no hot takes for this lex chat but um definitely i was thinking about recording all the hot takes in one sitting and then just adding them later but i don't think i'm gonna do that i'm gonna keep my format one hour you know, catching up with me and then, well, hot take and then announcements, you know, and then main topic. I think I like that format, but yeah, future mentioning Sierra in his latest. That's a great suggestion. Thank you. Um, I'm going to wrap this thing up y'all. So welcome back. This is the first episode of Lex chat coming back and, um, I'm excited to get into the topics Remember y'all that my album is out, Love Reset. You can find the physical copy on www.lexiatl.com. Tay the Great says, I'm going to stay linked to your new season podcast. Where can I view the old episodes? Thank you so much. Ah, Okay, so you can see the replays of these episodes. You got a few options. There's, let me look back at my list as well. There's Spotify, there's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Those are where I know the podcast is um, being distributed, right? So you can choose one of those platforms um, to look at the older episodes. There's a whole playlist on my YouTube of nothing but Lex Chat. And yeah, it's gotten better over time. It just gets better and better. So please check that out and... Make sure you rate it and review, subscribe to it, follow it, you know, all that good stuff. That really helps me with visibility and to help get more sponsors. So, yeah. Um, Oh, let me finish my thought on the coffee date. 
I feel like I have ADHD or something sometimes because I just forget my thoughts. But yeah, so the coffee date for creatives, CDC, that's what the, that's the name I think I want to do, where basically I just invite creatives to come out to get coffee and we sit and we talk and we brainstorm and it's going to be like a think tank situation. This is only available for people who live in Atlanta, though. So if you're not in Atlanta, then you won't be able to do the coffee date. Same thing with the We Outside workout. I'm going to start utilizing my personal training certification (laughs) and um, really try to take this coaching thing seriously. I'm trying to make money in ways that don't involve me physically, but uh, I haven't I haven't gotten something that doesn't involve me physically yet. So anyway, we outside workout. These things is going to be mid August, end of August, but it's going to be an outdoor workout and going to invite a group of people to come work out. I will be the coach and I will lead the workout. And yeah, the we outside workout. Wow. We outside workout. Get it. And I named that after my song. It's a good day. So yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for today's Lex chat. If anybody has any more questions then make sure you send me an email, LexiSolo at gmail.com or it would be better for you to email me. But you know, if you want to reach out on Instagram, I don't check my messages on Instagram every day. It would be better if you reach out on email, but you know, whatever, whatever. So yeah. Um, if you have any questions, you got any suggestions for future topics, you can send them that way. Shorty send my way. Show look good to me. Okay. Um, join me Monday, Wednesday, Friday for vocal exercise with me. You know, Tay the Great, can you DM me? I have to hop off of here for a few and you may... Let me screenshot you. Hold on. Did it work? It worked. Okay. Yeah, I could DM you. So yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Lex Chat. I hope that y'all enjoyed our chat today. And I hope it's inspired you to think more about the topic for yourself and how you can apply some of the things we talked about or just ponder, you know? Like I said, you can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL to be part of the conversation Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, wherever you're listening or watching. Please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge. Because every little bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you so I can help pour back into other creatives, right? Another shout out to my patrons. Thank you, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary for supporting me. I really appreciate y'all. Remember to get the album, LexiATL.com. Maurice B says it's good. The Lex Chat is back. Yes, we back and better than ever. So yeah. Make sure y'all keep tuning in. Um, as far as when I go live, you'll just have to catch me. I think I want to stockpile episodes and launch them so there won't be any breaks. So yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. My name is Lexi. Until next time. Peace. Too many times. Four times is too many times.